This is death in the 90s, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kill the Cast. We are here to do our Christmas special, which is going to be death in the 90s. It's all three 90s Halloween specials from sitcoms from the 90s. I think I said that correctly, and if I didn't, then blame Jay. So we are doing a Married with Children episode, a Roseanne episode, and a Martin episode. But before we get into all of that, let's see how everyone's doing. Jay, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty okay uh, at everything except for work because I work in retail and Christmas is stupid. I completely agree 100%. Um, I did get a chance to play the Friday the 13th game beta um, the other day. I haven't had a chance to play it since then, and I think it ends today. So, But I got to play a couple of matches. Uh, it's fun. It definitely needs some tweaking. I was a counselor both times, so I didn't have a chance to play as Jason. But it's got a lot of neat features, like um, even though you're all in a chat party together, you can't hear the other people unless you're close enough in-game or... Your characters have walkie-talkies. There's plenty of ways for the counselors to win, quote-unquote. Like, you can escape with the police. Uh, you can find all the parts you need for a car, battery, gasoline, and keys. And there's a couple other ways. Um, as far as I know, Jason can't be killed, but he can be stopped. Like, there's bear traps you can set up. Um, you can summon Tommy Jarvis, which is kind of cool. Uh, and it just turns your character into Tommy, and he has a shotgun where the other characters don't really have guns. You can find melee weapons across the, the stages. So that's cool. Overall, it was fun. Um, but it definitely needs some tweaking before it comes out fully. Gotcha. Um, I saw that they actually extended the open beta until the end of the 25th. So you actually, if you have time over Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, you can actually play it again. Oh, nice. That's probably because they're having so many server issues. Um, so if anybody was watching our Facebook or YouTube channel the other day, I was trying to stream this and I tried several times and I just could not get into a game. Then I decided to try it one more time at night after I'd just given up on it. And it finally let me in after the game updated. So they're having matchmaking issues and they fixed that, which is good because you can't have an online only game like that if your servers don't work. Very, very true. And, uh, of course... Uh, Kenneth, how are you doing? I'm very tired. That's great. No Uh, one gives a shit. Yeah, I'm (laughs) wrapping presents all day and shit. Um, But also, uh, I watched this movie called A A Christmas Horror Story. It's on Netflix. Oh, Uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's a Christmas anthology. And I actually actually enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I also watched Krampus, which was a good fun ride. That was pretty good. Word. I got uh, the original Black Christmas in on Blu-ray of the Shout Factory one, and I cannot wait to go through all those special features. Uh, I can't wait I, for you to tell me about it. <laughs> I got the Black Christmas remake on DVD, which I enjoy more than the original. And Jerry hates me for it. I do too. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Jay was nice enough to get Kenneth and I presents. And we all agreed to open them live on air. We uh, we got Jay something, not for Christmas. We just did it because y'all remember when uh, we were talking about uh, stuff we don't like that everyone loves? 
and Jay brought up the Universal Monster movies, but he just said he just had never watched them. So I bought him, Kenneth and I got together and chipped in and bought him the uh, the Import UK Blu-ray set that has like all of the original main movies and uh, sent yeah. that to him just because. <laughs> uh, thank you, Amazon Prime, for making that super easy. And so Jay decided to surprise us with presents. Uh, so Jay, who do you want to go first? Uh, Kenneth, you go first because Jerry, you have a letter you have to read. Oh, a letter. Alrighty. <laughs> How come I didn't get a fucking love letter? Uh, well, you got. Uh, there's a little note in there with a, a love sentence, I guess. <laughs> All right, let me open this. Open this up. I've actually been looking forward to this. It sucks that we had to put off fucking recording because uh, <laughs> I really wanted to open this. I know. I was. Mine was sitting on the table, and I'm like, I mean, I could just take a peek and see what it is. And I was like, no. Reese will catch me, and then she'll hit me in the head with, like, a fish or Fuck something. Fuck yeah. I think he's... This is not can what see. I was fucking expecting, but fuck no, yeah. It, nobody the, can see. You yeah, should tell it's them. The, it's the Omen collection on Blu-ray. Fucking awesome. Oh, snap. Yeah, that's a really good collection, too. I need to get it. One of these <laughs> a days. gift for you. Merry Christmas, you greasy bastard. <laughs> Wait, did you call him a greasy bastard? Greasy. He called me a greasy bastard. That's great. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, you're welcome, bud. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I guess it's my turn. Yes. Okay, there's a letter. Should I read the letter first? Yeah, sure. I don't know if... Uh... Well, you can look at the movie. You can open the present and then read the letter. And then the letter will probably make more sense. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're pulling... It feels like a condom. <laughs> well. It's in a GameStop bag, so this is going to be full of disappointment, right? <laughs> no, that must be a touch from Reese, because... Oh. <laughs> Maybe. The Willies! This is the movie you were talking about. Yes. Oh, now the shit. note will make a little bit more sense. Hopefully the disc is not scratched all to hell, because the disc is totally loose in this case. Oh, is it? Yeah. It didn't sound loose when it got to me. It probably I had it come it... to me so I could put it with the rest of your stuff. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's fine. I can't wait to fucking check this out. Oh, dude, this looks badass. Man, the creature effects look really good. What's up with the fat kid with the Bugs Bunny and the, the what is that, Frosted Flakes in his bed? What is that? <laughs> what, uh, what is uh, that? You'll, you'll like that sequence. That one's pretty good. I don't know what that, okay. All right, so let's... uh. You're on a letter. Hey, Kenneth, it's like on uh, Skeleton Crew. Listener letters. <laughs> anyway, Jerry, I know this isn't a movie on your list or anything you have been after, but it is one <laughs> that I grew up watching. It's full of cheese and a couple of good scenes. I wanted you to have a copy because over the last year or so, I feel like we have become like family, brothers in arms in the battle for horror supremacy. But seriously, I consider you one of my best friends and wanted you to have a small piece of my childhood. Merry Christmas, Norman. We call him Norman. There was a thing that happened we were, when we were trying to record the Evil Dead retrospective that never happened. There was a, a psycho joke. Uh, and ever since then, we changed him from Slasher Extreme to Norman. And so that's why... In our, I've said it before in our group chat for Kill the Cast, like we all have different names. I'm Jaws fan, 
Kenneth is corpse fucker. Jay used to be slasher extreme, and now he's Norman. <laughs> Hell of, yeah. Because of that, that one uh, joke. Yeah, I'm really excited to check out the willies. And uh, your note gave me the willies. And my willie just gave me <laughs> the willies. You made it super creepy by reading it all slow like that. But yeah, yeah. but it made it that much more awesome. This fuck, The first omen in this box set, man, has got a shit ton of special features. Oh, nice. The willies uh, doesn't have any special features. Uh, but it I does remember say, getting talking about that, though. I, I do. So I, it does say Poodle in the microwave, though. Yes. Uh, so it's an anthology movie. The kids are in the backyard, and they are uh, telling ghost stories. But I ordered that one from Amazon, and I, A, I wanted it to come to me so I could send it with the rest of your stuff. And B, I wanted to see what the cover art was. Because I, I, when we first started, I told the story about how I found one at like a secondhand store. Uh, yours, I believe, has the original VHS cover, while mine is just like a scene from the movie. So I sent you the better one, this, or what I consider to be the better one. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, take a picture of this and put it on the uh, Killicast Facebook, because this is an awesome-looking cover. I'm like, if I would have seen this on VHS at a rental store, I would have been like, 100%, I'm getting this. I want to see these chubby little fucking fat kids get eaten by this fucking uh, 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 Ray Harryhausen ripoff looking uh, <laughs> fucking uh, hairless gorilla imp. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, that's the last story. Uh, so anybody probably out, the best one. Anybody out there listening, who wants my DVD copy of the 2006 Omen? Because that's the only one that I owned. <laughs> And now that I have it on Blu-ray, I don't need the DVD. So whoever out there is listening, whoever wants it, let me know. Yeah, and he'll give it to you with a little side of extra. Do y'all like, yeah, I, I should know. I just do the whole podcast in that voice? No, it'll uh. take you way too long for us to do it. And I will not be able to hinder my laughter. I can't take this abuse much longer. <laughs> that's my favorite line in that whole goddamn movie. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yes. Okay. So now that we're done with beautiful, beautiful presents, uh, we are doing, we wanted to do something special for Christmas. And since everyone's doing, you know, the Christmas horror movies, we're like, what can we do different? And we came up with the idea to do Halloween episodes from sitcoms for Christmas. So we chose uh, an episode from Married with Children, an episode from Roseanne, and an episode from Martin uh, to do because, I don't know, it just sounded like a really good idea at the time, and uh, no one told me no. So we're doing it. So the first one we're doing is Married with Children, uh, which is uh, Take My Wife, Please. Season eight, episode seven. Uh, so did you? Did y'all watch this show growing up? I, I watched it growing up. I did. I did watch it growing up. Um, I didn't understand anything in it, but I watched it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand a lot of it either. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it back then. I guess Al was funny. I, I like the dumb um, kids. That's what I liked. Yeah. I thought uh, when I watched it, I was just like, you know, growing up, I, my parents were kind of like, they wouldn't let me, you know what I'm saying, watch Married with Children, so I had to catch it when I could. Uh, <laughs> but 
you know, now that I'm older and uh, now I can watch things like that, I really enjoy it because now I've got the box set of the entire series. So, Yeah, I have that shitty box set. That box set still <laughs> pisses me off. I love how much trouble you went through to make it so we could watch that episode. The fucked up thing about it was is when I tried, I actually try, even though I've got the box set, I tried to watch the episode uh, from where you put it on there. And uh, I, uh, I, uh, it never would load all the way. I'd get like five minutes into it and just stop. Well, that's because you suck. Um, so, so I ended up having to search out the disc in my stuff because I haven't made it all the way through the series yet. I ended up having to search out the disc and find it. Well, I'm glad you found it. I'm glad you went searching, you little goonie, you. Um, so let's get this, let's, let's kick this off. We, uh, okay, so first of all, if you haven't seen the episode or you're not familiar with married children, uh, here's your main characters. You've got Al and Peggy, husband and wife, their kids, Bud and Kelly, and their dog, Buck, and then their next door neighbors, Marcy and Jefferson. I love Buck. <laughs> I, I, I have a comment about Buck we'll get into, but the the episode starts off with uh, it's Peggy and Bud are talking about their Halloween plans. They're going to egg the Miller house because they always give out healthy food, which I'm in agreement. That's that's 100% okay. Um, Jerry, you're the only person that I know, that I honestly know, that will truly fight off healthy food. Oh, yeah, no, with a no, passion. No, no, I fight off healthy food. Yeah. Onions, pure oblivion. Don't don't put those near you. Carrots, no, they're made mean, of chaos. No, I mean like you, like Jay. You don't realize. I mean like literally, Jerry will fight off healthy food. Yeah, like, I don't completely. I, I don't eat any fruits or vegetables. I'm trying to get scurvy. I, I eat mashed potatoes. I eat fruits. I eat fruits. I don't usually eat vegetables, but my body rejects vegetables, mostly the green ones. That's usually what I lie and tell people. Yeah, but see, you got a reason to pick and choose why you don't eat things, Jay. How does no, no, he no, have I a reason? Eating green, I should be eating green vegetables. Yeah, how how does he 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 has more of a reason to eat it? He's fucking diabetic. I no, I'm, I'm just saying, a piece of I'm shit. Sa- <laughs> exactly. You know, Jay at least has a reason why he can't eat certain things. You don't have a reason. I I feel like I do have a reason, and the reason is is I'm trying to get scurvy so I can be a real pirate, and I'm really upset that you uh are not. Uh, supporting me in my dream of becoming a pirate and getting scurvy, which would obviously make me very authentic. You got to learn how to rape and pillage before you even bother with scurvy, bro. Okay, well, look. Oh, here's the I got that down. Uh, okay, this coming from a person that lived literally less than a mile away from the beach and never went unless I drug him to it. And then you're going to talk to me about being a pirate. What the fuck does being a pirate have to do with the beach? <laughs> It's only to quote to quote Chief Brody. It's only an island if you look at it from the water. The fuck's that got to do with you not going out to the water talking about being a pirate? <laughs> look, uh, let me tell you something. So they're also going to uh, uh, go to the Grover house because Grover doesn't believe in Halloween because he's a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, they want to knock over and over again so he knows how it feels. I also support this because, uh, one, you should not be knocking on anyone's door to spread uh, 
your religion or political views, especially early in the morning. You're, that's just a, I'm either sleeping or if I did wake up early, I woke up early for a specific purpose. I don't need you knocking. Um, so then Kelly comes back from an office party. They got sick playing Twister because they, <laughs> these, these geniuses decided to huff their, their gases, which I guess they, they it's, it's, it's poisonous gas. I don't know. She, Kenneth, you're the resident expert on this show. Uh, I don't know what you're an expert of, but you're the resident expert. So does, you're a huff the trioxin. Yeah. What is this? Does she work for like, uh, like Terminex or something? What the, what's going on? I don't know, because I can imagine when the show came out, the shit was still poisonous. But I got a buddy of mine who actually is a, a pest control guy. And now you can breathe in that shit all day. And the majority of the time, it won't hurt you. It won't even hurt your cat. Wow. Well, I know what I'm doing later tonight. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, like, because since my buddy is one of those guys and I cannot stand having bugs in my house, he will literally put gallons of those fucking of that shit around my house on the outside. And it doesn't it, it doesn't hurt anything other than the bugs. Wait, so you're saying the last time I visited, and I'm sitting there on your bed watching Married with Children, actually, eating Taco Bell. You had bug poisoning, and you ain't let me get some of that? Right. You're a fucking it asshole. It wasn't Halloween. And I forgot that we sat here and watched Married with Children while you were here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> they put on their costumes, and this is my favorite part. Their costumes are brown paper bags. Buds has Tom Cruise written on it. Uh, Peggy has Princess written on it. And Kelly says bag because she ran out of ideas. Uh, yeah, she ran out of ideas. I think she was missing a word at the beginning of that. Yeah. Uh, so Marcy ends up showing up. Now, Marcy is their next door neighbor, and she's very annoying. Uh, her and Jefferson are like... Uh, I'm they're what they're like they were like super political correct in the 90s so they were like they had a whole like head start on everybody uh there's a line later on we'll get to that actually it's pretty funny but marcy shows up because she's in trouble uh she was having a party for women who killed their husbands just to see them die and she hired the village people but the village people canceled because i guess they had car trouble or something so, now, if Marcy shows up to your house, Kenneth, and tries to talk you into coming to be the village people, would you do it for $500? Is that enough for you to be the village people? If there was a blowjob involved, sure. From you don't want a blowjob from Marcy. She's not attractive. Yo, I think Marcy's attractive. I've always thought Marcy was attractive. Okay, she's yeah. not the most attractive person on the show, but she's still attractive. Marcy would literally, like, grab your dick, like, with the tips of her finger and, like, like not even open her mouth, just pucker her lips in a broom closet somewhere. Yeah, mm, I feel like a no, whore. Yeah, you're sitting there and you and you kind of come off like she's a prude or whatever else. But damn, if you go back to the earlier part of the series when she was with her first husband, they them motherfuckers were freaks, bro. Oh, I always had a thing for Peggy. Yo, well, oh. I can't deny that, but we'll get into that <laughs> later. So, uh, so. How how did uh fucking on the other side? How the fuck did Marcy convince him to pay a hundred dollars to see the village people live per person? A hundred dollars. I don't know because they're big beefy men. It's yeah. A, a hun- okay, 
maybe maybe I'm just an ass, but fuck that. I I wouldn't do it. So Jefferson shows up and he's the macho man. And uh, he's like, my pants are way too tight. And I'm like, those pants are not even tight. Boy, let me show you the pants I used to wear when I lived with Kenneth. And he looked, yeah, he looked pretty in the pants. I look During real, your emo phase? It was, well, it, before emo That's and an scene came along, it was, uh, it was a post-hardcore scene that wore girl pants. And it came from the punk scene. Uh, and I wore them, and I looked damn good in them. And I used to skateboard and wear those. And uh, Kenneth kept trying to have sex with me all the time. Who was that chick that I was nailing that you took her pants? Marlene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I straight up stole her pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the, just to prove how like uh, political correct uh, Jefferson is, his wife tells him, "You go get macho." And he says, uh, "No, she uh, tells him to oil his chest and go get macho." Yeah, uh, I I'm sorry, I got well, it. Well, that's what makes the joke funny. Well, I thought the joke Not was funny when he way. was like, "No way, I'm getting macho. I have my yeah, dignity." Says, yeah, he says, "I'll oil my pecs, but there's no way I'm getting macho," which that's that's makes it even funnier. So you fail. Have you met me, Jay? <laughs> like that's pretty much what I do. So anyway, she offers him five hundred bucks to dress up as the village people, and they agree to it. So then Al comes home. They leave. They go macho, macho man. Yeah, that's my rendition of it. I don't care how you feel about it. Uh, Al comes home in a dino costume to his dog Buck. Okay, Kenneth, when did Buck start talking? I don't remember Buck ever talking. He does. It doesn't start until later in the series. Like I think, I think the first time you hear his thought talking or whatever, maybe in like the second season, it may be a little further. But uh, yeah, he he starts eventually. Wow. Oh. So anyway, uh, Al is complaining because uh, he has to dress up as a mighty Stegosaurus, and the kids didn't refill the gas in the car. They just painted the needle on <laughs> full. <laughs> Kenneth, in 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 ten years. When Jade is driving, if she does that to you, what are you gonna do? You know what? I'm gonna. I, I I would probably have to laugh, if not anything else, at the fact that it takes more time to paint it on there than it does to put the gas in the car. Yeah. And then if it's a thing about saving the money, you know, I'm just gonna laugh at her. That's all I'm gonna do. I don't even think I'd get mad. She's gonna turn around. I learned it from you, Dad. I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> she will learn it from a grandma. You know, I, that might be true, but I'm on your mom's good side right now, and I don't want to go back to our bad side, so I ain't saying shit. Um, so, <laughs> we also have one of the funniest jokes I have ever heard. The first time I saw this, I heard this joke, I, I almost fell out of the chair. Peg left him a note that said they're going to go be the village people, and that there's a plate... <laughs> Sorry. There's a I, I know There's a plate warming in the oven for you and Al opens the oven and it's literally an empty plate warming in the oven. Oh god, I fucking lost my shit at that. That was pretty good. Yeah, I uh I didn't know what to do. Uh So uh, the the door rings and and this kid, man, this kid. 
<laughs> Yo, this kid's delivery was spot on. I'm wearing a right. costume. It's Halloween. Like, I got a bag. It's so good. And then when he finds out there's no candy, he goes, he goes, are you one of those spitting dinosaurs? Because I am. And then straight up spits black shit onto Al's face. And, and the fucking little flaps that come up from the back of his head. You know what I'm saying? That shit. That was great. Oh my god, it was so good. Like, so then Al's just like, you know, next to Christmas and Thanksgiving and Monday through Friday, Halloween is the worst. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, so literally every day except Saturday and Sunday? So anyway, there's another knock on the door. And Al says, uh, "If you, unless your death go away. And there's another knock. And it's death. Boys, are y'all ready for this? Cause, uh, he, are you ready for this? He, uh, death comes in and he tries to fill up death. And he puts his hands and he just goes right through her boobs. And she's like, ooh, you hit my G spot. That was a terrible impression. Anyway, it turns out it's goth Peggy, and she's fucking hot. Oh, yes. And Ugh. see, this is what I was waiting for, to talk about the hotness of Peggy. <laughs> hey, this is what I was waiting for. Ken was like, I only do this show to talk about how hot Peggy is, and I've just been here for 14 episodes waiting for this one episode. <laughs> and see, the crazy thing is, is as long as I've been watching Married with Children, because I've been watching it off and on since I was probably 17 years old. Okay. I have never once thought that she was unattractive. And I don't understand why Al always talks about how horrible having sex with her is. One man's treasure is another man's trash. Maybe she's terrible in bed. Maybe she just like lays there and doesn't do anything. She was probably, like, real, real wild to begin with. But after three kids, she's just like, well, no, because there's, uh, because she's the one that's constantly going for sex. Like, uh, there's that <laughs> episode where she goes to the strip club and then goes home and she's, like, dying to get Al to sleep with her. Like, she's really into, into, into banging. And Al's Maybe just Al's like, no. life is so terrible that he just doesn't even want to have sex with You know her. what? Let's talk about Al's mental health because I'm starting to... <laughs> it's not very good. Yeah, I'm starting to worry. So, it's death. You're starting to worry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His mental health ain't been worth the fuck since day one. Day one, son. Uh, so, death's like, you've been calling me and I got a problem right here, okay? First of all, I hope my death is as hot as Peggy. Second of all, he's been called. Bitch, I've been calling you for years. I broke a ceiling fan once calling you, and you ain't answered me. You got a beeper? That shit is out of service. I need you to fucking answer calls when people are calling you talking about, oh. Were you, what? Were you swinging from the ceiling fan? Look, I don't have to tell you details. The point is, is that, <laughs> is that death talking about, oh, where you were calling. Bitch, I've been calling. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, but uh, he's like, oh, I didn't mean it. Like, when I say I love you, which was also funny. Uh, Like, I had to give it to this episode. Like, some of the the dark humor jokes in this are fucking fantastic. Like, Michael Bolton does deserve to die. I agree. My mom listened to Michael Bolton when I was growing up, and I had to hear that shit. She had cassette on cassette. 
And I had to listen to that, and man, fuck Michael Bolton. Same here. Wake me up. Oh, wait, no, that's not that's, Michael Bolton. Never mind. What the fuck are you talking about, Jay? That's George Michael. I got my Michaels confused. Ugh. <laughs> By the way, when, when, when she pulled out the beeper, did everyone just go, oh, yes, 90s all over me? It's like when yeah. when someone does the uh, the Nextel chirp thing. It's something I'm watching that's old. And I'm just like, People oh, early that. 2000s. Let me get that in the side of Little John, please. People, st- People still have the chirp. Okay, so, she, so he begs to not get killed, and she's like, I'll make a deal with you. If your family... The only thing, the only thing that I can think the whole time is it's like, okay, if I'm going to go to hell, can I bang you once? Would Kenneth, you would ask her that too. You would be like, "Okay, look, I'll die. That's fine. Can we just like go at it once? It won't yeah, take much of my time. I got like three inches of 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 mad thirty second love. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> exactly. It's like, why can't we do this? I mean, damn. You know, you've been around for fucking however many millennia. This is just you know a quick fucking minute or two of your time, and then we can go ahead and get on with the show, and I can get to my fucking eternity of burning." Hey, I mean, I hope it works out for you, Kenneth, when death comes a knocking. Um, but I've always told you the same thing. When I go to hell, you know what my hell's going to be? It's going to be a bunch of hot chicks with no holes. <laughs> well, that's why you just take their 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 legs and you and you put them to like to like gather, and then you just kind of like fuck between the thighs. The, the, dude, come on now. What you lube that up? It's like titty fucking, except for the thighs. No, I'm not talking about. I'm pretty sure that would be a whole lot of fun, but yeah, I mean, my, she looked like a mermaid, dude. They're gonna be really hot, but like as soon as you get hard, they turn into lepers. Or those, uh, or fucking, you know what mermaids really look like? Yeah. Uh. So anyway, uh, Death says if you're because if they were lepers, I'd fuck. I'd find something to fuck. Well, yeah, there you hard. could you could make a hole. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, Jesus <laughs> oh man, we just uh, wrote our our own extreme gore movie. We need to get that into production now. I found the new porno holocaust. Um, you, you thought uh, you thought Dead Girl was fucked up. Wait till you see Leper Fuckers. I own Dead Girl, by the way. You own Dead Girl the DVD, or you own a Dead Girl the DVD? Oh, I'm just checking. The law frowns fucker. upon owning a owning a Dead Girl. Well, what the law don't know won't hurt them. Have you seen me? Yes, unfortunately. Uh, it's not like I'm fucking inconspicuous. Um, okay, so Death <laughs> Death tells him that he doesn't have to die if his family says they need him once before midnight. Just once before midnight and he can live. So he goes to go get his suitcase and... <laughs> And, and then we go into a, a new scene of him looking miserable on the couch, like normal, except Death is showing her photo album. I would love to see this photo album, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, she only looks like goth Peggy for him. Keep that in mind. Okay, I still want to yeah, see the imagine Death photo all the album. Other, yeah, imagine all the different formations that she would be in. Oh, Kenneth, yeah. what if she shows up, but she's like, she shows up as your worst ex, so she shows up to, like, to me, and it's like Sierra... And I'm just like, I'm gonna kill you now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what my worst one would be. Uh, the, the chick you broke up with before you met me. 
Or she broke up I'd with you before you met me. I'd, I'd still put it in her ass. <laughs> Jesus. I don't I I couldn't even. Not on this podcast, sir, but maybe you can talk to him after we get done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh I'm very tired. <laughs> we're uh let's just make this a, a fucking podcast the history of sex with kill the cast. <laughs> there are personal lives that are now your official soap operas. <laughs> Days um, of our lives sexually alive. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, so Al's gotta, they got to get somebody to say they want their dad. So, Al's like, Al's like, shouldn't we be looking at them, checking? Shouldn't we go over there and check on them to see how the village people are doing and see if they need me? And she's like, this is death in the 90s, babe. What you all heard at the beginning of the show, that clip, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, and she's like, we got DTV, which when she said that, I was like, ooh, sweetie, uh, D means a completely thing now in 2016. I hate to tell you that. Uh, I don't know if that's cable accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's death TV as you get it. And uh, there it's like uh, seven and people still died. still have the BBC. Yeah, let me get that BBC, girl. Listen, Listen. I would totally watch DTV if it was an actual channel. No, but no, because they said Growing Pains was going to come on. Fuck that. I know, but aside from Growing Pains, I would watch something like that where, like, it's just all death all the time. So you want a Faces of Death channel? Yeah. Traces of Death was a better series. I don't care. I'll watch it all. Yeah, well, but I, I like the fact that it was two feet with a toe tag. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty sweet design. I have to give it to that. So we go over to to uh, the Darcy house. Uh, Bud is the construction worker. Kelly is the <laughs> seaman, which I thought was hilarious that Kelly was the seaman. Yeah. Um, and Peggy is the Indian. I really wanted to say Native American, but it's the '90s, so I had to say Indian. <laughs> she was hot in that outfit too. Yeah, I was checking out them legs. Hey, 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 hey. She's she's reserved for the reservation. <laughs> she can be my Pegahannis. Wow. Oh, Did you have that written down or was that like... <laughs> no, that just came right off the top of my head, dude. I swear. Uh, I'm glad you came so fast. <laughs> right? Uh, oh, man. We're never going to make it to these other episodes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get... Let's get <laughs> guys, can we just get serious for a second? Um, So... My so, Peggy's like, do you know who I wish was here? And Al's like, please let it be me. And uh, she's like, the Supremes. And he tries to lie and say that she calls that her nickname for him is the Supremes. Like, who nicknames their lover the Supremes? Like, no one's believing that. Um, Especially well, Peg and Al. Be those supremely disappointed. Um. <laughs> So, and she's like, you would lie to death, and I'm like, to get laid by you? Yeah, I'd probably lie to you. That would 100% probably happen. Uh, so, they start doing YC, YMCA, and they have to constantly do it, because she's only got the 45. Here's the thing. There are people in the crowd with the record just be like, oh, our thing's messed up. Can I borrow your record so we don't have to do YMCA constantly? Like, there was such an easy fix. They're all idiots. I just wanted to point that out. I'm upset. Uh, I'd like to point out that in all of sit condom, sit, sit, what do you know what I mean? Sit condoms? Sitcom, 
Yeah. Sitcom. <laughs> yeah. And all of sitcoms, 90% of the issues that show up are easily fixed, but they don't. So the other question I have is, do y'all think uh, Al deserves to go to hell? Because she makes a joke about him going to hell. Do y'all think he, he would deserve hell? I don't know if he deserves no, hell. I don't think he goes. He already lives in hell working at a fucking shoe store. I got nothing. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, can we also... I also have another complaint. Yo, how fake does this scythe look that she has? That shit... Well, uh, the, the fact that it was like... <laughs> you know, it looked like a rubber pencil when she was fucking wiping it off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure if she was wiping me off, I'd be getting a little wiggly too. But, I mean, damn. <laughs> was it that hard to get a real one? Maybe it was a metaphor for erectile dysfunction. Maybe it was. <laughs> so she starts talking about people she killed. And uh, can we talk about this Lincoln joke? Even Lincoln, like she was talking about how Shakespeare had nothing to say and she when she killed him. And she was like, even Lincoln said something. Okay, okay, let's not free them. Yo, that joke was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't... I, 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 that was so fucking good. Anyway, uh, Al tries to hit her with a bat. It doesn't work. Uh, Darcy goes and is like, what do y'all want to hear? And they go, not YMCA. And she goes, I heard YMCA. And no one gives a shit. Actually, they all get real crazy and want to kill someone. Uh, man, that big old lady. That oh, woman's scary, dude. She scared the shit out of me. Uh, so. I would actually run from that big woman. And I don't run from a lot. <laughs> I, that's true. Uh, so, what's up with the nostril joke when Peggy's like, I wish my Uncle Bob was here, whatever the fuck his name was, and Al's like, he doesn't have any nostrils. What? I don't, like, why was that your go-to comment? Like, when you were writing this episode, why he doesn't have any nostrils? Maybe he's a cocaine addict. Uh, He's got nostrils. I don't. I just, I just thought that was really odd, and it stuck out to me as the worst thing in the episode. And I just thought it was weird. Anyway, the real village people showed up, and I got a hard on. Um, not because they're guys or anything. I mean, that's gay. Uh, and they're like, "Sorry about the dodge." And I'm like, "Did you hit our car?" No, I'm just sorry about it. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, and I love when the chick runs up to him and she was like, "They're the real village people." I would know that nightstick from anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah i'm just like me too sister me too so uh their first song is ymca and the women rage uh people are getting glued together all kind of shit so the uh two of them are getting tp'd uh and kelly grabs it and she's like oh my god it's the good stuff and she's rubbing the toilet paper on her face saying oh it's two ply and bud's like no this is one pl- ply and Kelly says she needs Al to come tell her the difference. He gets saved because his children are arguing over if toilet paper is one ply or two ply. Let that sink in. I don't particularly care for two ply toilet paper. What? Get out. I don't. Uh, I like the rough stuff. What are you, a fucking communist? I like the rough stuff. Uh, you know what, Jerry? Fuck. Uh, all your hatred of things like Terminator is forgiven. He doesn't like two ply. <laughs> yeah, for real. Fuck Kenneth. 
I mean, with two ply toilet paper, you know, you're wiping your ass and you get pieces of it stuck in your butthole. And, yeah. Maybe if you're buying shitty two ply, I don't. I got that. It good looks two-ply. like that bear on the commercials. I like that bear in more ways than one. I'm sure you do. Anyway, so they go over and wake up Al, who's who. It's not a dream. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hang on. Nothing forgives the dislike of Terminator. Okay. <laughs> what about the dislike of well, Terminator Two? Well, that's what we're talking about. Oh, all included. Okay, what about the dislike of uh, Top Gun? And I no. can forgive that. I, can I can't. Forgive that. A Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, oh, I don't care about that. Ninety yeah, percent, like ninety percent of Tim Burton movies. I can forgive all that. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's not those movies are not that big of a deal to me. Like they are a lot of other people. They're good. I enjoy his movies, but you know, it's I'm, I'm you know I don't want to suck his dick or nothing. I mean, I also want to state uh, uh, Predator 2 is better than the first Predator movie. You're a fucking whore. You deserve to die. Mm, No, I might agree with that. Yeah, you have fun with that, too. Y'all can die together. Oh, we will. Aw, Jerry, suicide pack. Yes. Okay, so... And Turns I'll put out, that fucking movie in y'all's casket, so I'll never have to fucking watch it again. I've got the Blu-ray on my shelf. You can just throw that in there. Um... Uh, so I was breathing in toxic poisons because when Kelly threw that canister, it apparently busted open and, uh, and he, they wake him up and, and Kelly's like, Oh my God, wake up. Don't, you don't have to call the ambulance, mom. He's alive. And she's like, I'm ordering a fucking pizza. <laughs> yeah. I'd be ordering a pizza too. So, uh, the village people show up and do the YMCA and Al starts sniffing the poison again. So... Can we talk about I, I like I knew the village people had this whole like uh, gay thing going on. I didn't realize how gay until I watched this and was like, they are so gay. I kind of want to I kind of want to blow the construction worker. I don't know why. I just all of a sudden do. Okay, you go right ahead and you do that, bro. Okay, so anyway. Uh, with this episode, I wanted to say the one-liners and the overtone of depression is really, really what makes this show. Like, work. I agree. Um, so if if we had to do a new episode that was a sequel to this, would you want to go around with death, or see how these lady killers killed their husbands? Uh, I want to go around with death. As long as she stays looking like Peggy, I want to go around with that, too. I fucking knew it. Uh, Anyway, so, y'all got any final thoughts about Please Take My Wife? Peggy's hot. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's it for Married with Children, and now we're going to go to Roseanne. You got something against torture? Of course not. I listened to Kill the Cast. So, Roseanne. The episode is called Boo, with an exclamation point. It's season two, episode seven. This is, like, rated as the best Halloween episode, and Roseanne's kind of known for their Halloween episodes. So you've got the Connor family. You've got Roseanne, Dan, uh, Roseanne's sister, Jackie. You've got Roseanne and Dan's children, DJ, Darlene, and Becky. And when we start this episode off, you got Carmel Apples, which apparently I wrote Camel Apples in my notes. <laughs> Mm, camel apples. Those are my favorite kind of apples. Yeah, so 
I this was one of my favorite sitcoms growing up. I just have to say, I was. I do like Roseanne. Yeah, I was a huge fan of this. And and though like watching this episode, it's just really nice. Like I feel like it reminds me of how families were in the '90s. It actually reminds me a lot of when I lived with my dad in Griffin, Georgia. Like. Uh, whether it's uh, them telling the story about uh, Mrs. Osmond, where they're like, oh, yeah, she used to jump out and scare us, and she was crazy, and she killed someone, and then like, getting back out and then scaring the kids. Like, my dad used to do that shit to me. Like, Right. To me, that was the cool thing about Roseanne is the fact of how realistic that Roseanne was. I mean, obviously, it was still a sitcom, but the, it, it was more grounded in what actual – you know, uh, lower class to middle class life was like. Yes. And, and they it, were dysfunctional like my family. So I related to them. Exactly. That's exactly what it, it, what it was like. And, and I, I just loved watching this show. It was, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, it, it really is. And my favorite thing to do for Roseanne was always spot the Godzilla. Because <laughs> in almost every episode, there's a Godzilla figure. Like in this one, it is it stays in one place. It is in the background of the live of the living room, and it's sitting like on all the way against the wall. On I don't know if it's a desk or or what it is, but it's some kind of wooden object, and it's sitting back there. It's like a mantle, and there's yeah. So you can look for Godzilla in almost like every episode. I'm gonna have to see if the show's on Netflix now, and just it's not. You can go to. You can go to Walmart and buy the entire series for twenty five bucks. I didn't see the entire series of Roseanne. I found the entire series of Married Children, but not Roseanne. Well, yeah, every Walmart is different. Yeah, well, yeah, you're different. I, I, at my Walmart, it's got it, and if nobody gets it for me for Christmas, I'm going and buying it. Oh, well, we'll just return your Omen set and get you Roseanne. No, I'm good. <laughs> but, uh, like, I want, I want the entire Roseanne series, and I want the entire Mama's Family series, and I want the entire Golden Girls series. You that's love a, sitcoms. That's a lot of beat-off no, material. No, I love... I love certain sitcoms. Like, I used to like watching Fresh Prince, but I don't want to own them. Oh, uh, see, Fresh Prince I can probably watch above all else. You know, I mean, there are certain there are certain ones that I love watching, but, you know, uh, it's the difference between sitcoms from then and sitcoms from now. There are very few sitcoms that come on now that I even enjoy watching. Like, I think you mentioned Modern Family. I like watching Modern Family. That's but, not a sitcom. Uh, that's a drama. Modern Family is a sitcom. Modern mm. Family is fucking hilarious. Maybe I'm thinking of a different show. I think you are. Though you should watch Modern Family. It's fucking great. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I just really like stuff like this. And there's not a lot to say for this episode. I really do have to say you got to watch this episode though because it's hilarious. The way everyone plays off of each other. The like, and they get really into Halloween, which. I, watching this episode, I was like, you know, for a poor family, they they got the money for Halloween. They well, I, make that they shit work. Poor, poor. They were just like lower middle class. Like they owned a house. I don't own a fucking house. <laughs> well, there's a difference. A, there's a, a difference. Contracting. Dan owned a contracting company. You know, like they weren't. They had a Super Nintendo. <laughs> okay that's true i retract my statement but like either way like i i just really like how everyone plays off of each other how they get into halloween dan does all his impressions and voices throughout the entire episode it's so good uh 
His uh, Igor impression was fantastic. Yeah, I and mean, like when he's doing the the biting his face thing, imitating Mrs. Osmond, like oh man, it's so good. But there's... I love John Goodman so uh, much. But how many times watching this did y'all say, "Fucking Becky, shut the fuck up." I honestly uh, yeah. think I honestly Becky. think I liked second Becky. <laughs> yeah, it just Becky's at the age in the show where like that's how she's supposed to act. That's very realistic. But oh god, it's annoying. But you got to give credit. I mean, and this is one of the things that I got in my notes. You got to give credit to the kids that are in this show. And not just this episode, but all the way around, man. You got to give them credit. They did some phenomenal acting in this show. Oh, yeah, 100%. The acting in the show is fantastic. And not even just the acting, the cinema photography. I was talking, I was, I have it in my notes. Um, when Roseanne is discussing what Halloween means to Becky, like that scene is just super well shot. And I mean, and her explanation of the dead coming back because they want the candy and there's no candy in hell was fucking hilarious. Like, it's a fun I twist mean- on it. Yeah, up until that point, it was pretty accurate until they got to that point, which I, was, I just started laughing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, I, I got, you know, and, and what's sad about that is how well of acting that they did that a lot of the actors really didn't go on to do anything major, you know, uh, other than obviously Roseanne John Goodman and then uh, Tom Arnold and those. But uh, you got, uh, you got, uh, you know, the chick that played Becky, the original Becky. Uh, right. She really didn't go on to do anything. And then second, Becky obviously went on to do uh, Scrubs. Uh, Scrubs, you know, and, and a couple of other things. But, you know, and then you got dude that was uh, Darlene's boyfriend. He went on to Big Bang Theory. And yeah, Johnny, Johnny Galecki or something like that. Right. But the chick that played Darlene really didn't go on to do much of shit. Uh, she's she was on in a movie that I really liked. No, she is on The View. Yeah, that's true. She's... The View is a woman's talk show. It's got it's, her Sharon Osbourne's on it now. Also, uh, Sharon Osbourne's a hot older lady. I fucking hate Sharon Osbourne. I don't care about her personality. I just said she's a hot older lady. Well, I can't have sex with her personality. I like the daughter more. Mm. Kelly, yeah, I'd have sex yeah. with Kelly too. I I I totally rail Kelly. Mm. Um, so let's talk about uh, the pranks. So they, there's this whole thing going on of who is the horror champion, who is the master. And uh, Roseanne tries to do an electric toaster, like frying her thing, which, by the way, uh, Roseanne, there was no toast on that plate. I rewound it, and I've watched this episode five times now. There was no toast on that plate when it fell. There is no way he leaned down and picked up toast off the ground. Just fucking saying Fuck you, I like his attention to detail I liked his attention to detail when he you know when he knew that she really wasn't getting electrocuted because the lights weren't flickering I like that yeah it was and it's funny when later on she tries to get him with choking and he's just like are you okay yeah okay well so we need to do this it's fucking hilarious um, yeah and then he gets her so good because he goes and does an I accidentally cut off I accidentally cut myself and then he like squirts blood oh man dan is one dan is the ultimate dad joke like we talk about right. dad jokes dan is the master of of that uh it's so good and electro shot versus missing finger that missing finger is winning every single time 
It looked, oh, it yeah. looked so good, man. It looked so good when he came walking in there. So in the last episode, we talked about the beeper being super 90s. You know what's also super 90s? Screaming to someone to get off the phone. <laughs> because you need to open up the line. Like that is oh, ultimate yeah. 90s. That's the... Uh... That's completely in the. Uh, that's completely all over the, uh, the that series in general. Yeah. Oh my god! And Darlene's uh, sleepaway camp victim uh, costume was fucking awesome. And that, her drop. Oh my god, dude! I actually have it in my notes how good that drop drop was. It was awesome. I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, "I'm like, man, I'm surprised she didn't hurt herself." For real, like she did a fantastic job on that. I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, Man, she hit that floor hard. <laughs> yeah, I also like when she did the the cut out her tongue thing and like spills blood into Becky's cereal. Yeah, that, that was good. fucking great. Uh, also, my favorite joke out of this whole show is uh, uh, Jackie brings the cassette tape of moan screams and rattling chains. And Roseanne goes, oh, you recorded your date last night. Yeah. Uh, and that was, was good. That was so good. So Becky and, and, and Roseanne get into it, and we talk about there. there's no candy in hell. Do you want to go and get dressed or, or go straight to hell? Which, which is awesome. And we already talked about like the impressions, but everyone is doing such a good job on their voices in this episode. I just like it. Just really blow me away how like good some of their voices are. Whether it's Dan doing Igor, I liked Roseanne's witch. Um, like, oh man, and and Jackie is really yeah. good with makeup. Holy shit! I thought it was pretty funny. Speaking of Roseanne's witch, I thought it was pretty funny when uh, I think it was Jackie asked her where she got the hat from, and she said from mother-in-law. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> super good. I like yeah. uh, when Lonnie and his mom show up. And uh, and uh, Darlene's like, I thought you were going to be Jason. The first thing that popped in my head was, yeah, copyright's too expensive. <laughs> and then she's like, let's go set fire to some worms. And I'm like, uh, that's some serial killer uh, in the making kind of shit. Uh, parents, let's uh, not let her do that. But then again, these are also parents that... Uh, just curse someone to have triplets the first time they get pregnant. Which yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> Yeah, that one was that's, good. That one was real good. That's fucked up. Um, so they decorate their house as the Tunnel of Terror. Um, and uh, when DJ opens the door, he mouths his dad talking. And, and it's really cute because, like, they don't do it perfectly. And I think that works so well. Because if they would have done it perfectly, I would have been like, eh... Guys, I don't know about this. But, I agree. Because he's slightly off, it works just so well. Um, and Dan uh, is sitting in a chair with a with a hatchet in his head, and he does a splitting headache joke, which I'm just like, super dad joke, love it. Go into the kitchen, and uh, we get to see Jackie as a vampire. And I got to say, uh, this, this lost... I thought she was a decapitated head. She was a decapitated head, but she was all dressed up like a fucking Lost Boys cooking show. Like, and she looked really good as a vampire. Like, she was a really hot dude. 
Uh, and then uh, Becky's over there as as arm as one arm flight attendant cooking, and the other arm, which I'm still trying to figure out whose arm is that that comes up through the stew and pulls her down. And then on top of that, being able, having to do it over and over again. Yeah, who? But still, I'm. Who's doing this? Because the only part. Oh wait, you know who the only person you don't see is Darlene. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. it's her. <sighs> We've solved the mystery. We, End of podcast. Done. Call Scooby Doo. I'm hiring. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Dar and uh, Roseanne's like Jackie. Help me get Dan. And she's like, tell him you're pregnant. Which I thought was fun. <laughs> I don't want to kill him. Yeah. So I would love to go through this house for Halloween. Let me just say. Yeah, I love that, that they turn their house into an, an open, not even just for their friends, an open haunted house for any kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. Jerry, I'm, Jerry, I'd like to take you on a date into this house. <laughs> oh, shit. Can we go look at the decapitated washer machine? Mm-hmm. Put it on spin. So, uh, this whole episode, we we hear about Dan doing this project for Jeff, uh, and Jeff shows up, and Jeff, uh, Jeff looks like a knockoff George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what popped into my head. Um, and uh, Jeff also shows up, and I was just like, when Jeff opened the door, I was waiting for him to be like, "My name's Jeff. I'm from Social Services." My name is Jeff. I knew one of y'all were going to do that shit. Uh, Uh, Well, he did it, and that made me do it. So, uh, Roseanne convinces Jeff to to help her get Dan. And and they do. He plays along. It's really funny. And when his tie gets pulled into the green gloop, and he's like, this is a $50 tie. I just thought of that scene from Mortal Kombat where... Johnny Cage looks at Goro and he's like $500 sunglasses $500 asshole. Yeah, and I was just like waiting for him to be like it was a $50 tie asshole. Uh, that was just Yeah, I didn't think about that at all. I yeah, me a... either. I just knew the quote. It was it's it's literally it's in my notes. I thought it was But then again, I've watched all all three of these episodes five times now. So I thought I, when I saw the tie thing, I thought of Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> so Roseanne gets them, and then we go to Roseanne going into the garage, and she is throwing away decorations. Or do some people just keep their decorations in trash cans all year round? I'm. That's where I keep them. I, I said decorations, not not rags that you've ejaculated on. I keep those in my nightstand. Uh, to 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 their defense, last year. I was so lazy that I took off the important ornaments from the tree and then threw the entire thing away. Tree stand, lights, and all. Wow. Well, damn. Do you <laughs> do you have a real tree? Yes, I had a real tree. But I was and just like, I don't feel like taking all the lights off. <laughs> Into the garbage. I'll buy more lights next year. Wow. So you know she's fucked up. What? The, the, top strand, the, top str- the top strand of lights on my tree stopped working today. Oh, sad. <laughs> Fucking, uh, that's some Roseanne look you got there. Uh, so, uh, she's taking down decorations, and, uh, well, we do get a Jason reference. There was a Jason reference earlier, and Dan shows up wearing, uh, what looks like a hockey mask that he stole from Casey Jones. Uh, yeah, right. And then, he, of course, he's got the chainsaw, because it just wouldn't be convincing without a chainsaw. 
And she started like, okay, so we've got a Jason reference. We have a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love the fact that she grabs gardening shears, which you can look at. Uh, I, I thought of the burning, but there is that scene in Friday the 13th part five. Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, part the five. The best titties in the entire series. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree there. Uh, but I thought of the, uh, the the burning, and I don't know if they meant for it to be a reference to either one of those, but it's just what I thought of. And, uh, of course, uh, Dan wins. Dan's like, I'm the master. I scared you. Um, and then the show ends with her on the phone with her mom, and her mom and dad are going to come and stay for three weeks, and Dan is flipping out. And then she reveals that she was just joking. And I want to point out that all of her uh, pranks all seem to be, like, way more realistic, like, more personal compared to Dan's, but they just don't work on Dan. Like I don't know. That last one was pretty epic. Oh, yeah, no, no. She won with that last one. But I'm just saying, like, that, that like, the pregnant joke and the uh, even the choking... Um, he does the fucking finger and he does the chainsaw mask wearing thing. And it's just really good. Um, and I, Roseanne works because it feels real. Um, it's just, it feels like the nineties and it feels like shit you would do with your family in the nineties. Agreed everyone. Yes. Very true. So does anyone have anything else they want to say about this episode? Um, I really liked all the makeup. Like, the costumes were pretty good for a sitcom. Agreed. Kenneth? I really love this show. Now, like, it's my mission. I want to just buy the series. Alright, here's your last question, guys. We're gonna play a round of Kill the Cast. Who are you killing from this show? Mine's Becky. Calling it. Uh, I'm... Probably Becky. She's the one I could do without. Kenneth? Uh, what's the chick's name that lives next door that had the pirate kid? Oh, Glinda the Good Witch? Yeah, her. <laughs> I've never liked her character. I I, I haven't either. I was kind of waiting. I was kind of hoping, like, I thought Jay was going to be, like, DJ just so I can kill kids like a Jedi. <laughs> Even the younglings. But no, I mean, it's just every time, every, for as long as I've watched this series, every time she comes into the series, I'm just like, hey. For real. Okay, so that is uh, Roseanne. Who was yawning? Who was yawning? Me, sorry. All y'all are yawning. I don't even want, no. What fucking time is it there? Midnight? Uh, yeah. Midnight 30? Fuck you. <laughs> Midnight Love 30. Love you. We're recording this. It's in the morning. Yeah, it's 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 two thirty for me in the morning. All right, so uh, we are about to we're leaving Roseanne, so now we're gonna get into. Oh. Yeah, we're leaving Roseanne. Bye, and going to a much worse sitcom. What? What is that knocking? Gee, I don't know. It ain't opportunity. But it is kill the cast, and we're here to talk to you about our Lord and Savior Reagan. And I'm that devil. And now for our finale. We've got Martin, uh, season one, episode ten, the night he came home. Um, Jay, you said this was your least. You don't like this sitcom. 
Yeah, I, out of all the three that we watched, it's probably my least, my least favorite of them. Um, I like Martin Lawrence stand up, and I like him when he's in movies, but this show just didn't do it for me. Kenneth, how do you feel about it? Because I remember you saying uh, that you thought this was the best, uh, one of the best episodes. I definitely prefer this one over the Married with Children episode. It's a toss up between, uh, you know, uh, it's a toss up between the Roseanne one, but just because of my love for Roseanne. But I've I've always liked Martin. I think Martin's fucking hilarious. I think in general he's funny. I just the show just didn't do it for me. I like this show. I used to I used to watch it all the damn time uh, when it, when I could catch it, you know, because uh, for some reason you always w- Martin was always on. Yeah, that's very watch, true. It, I I watched it. I thought it was hilarious. It's it, it, the other sitcom that I watched uh, a lot with Martin was the Wayne Brothers. Yeah, that one was real good. That too. was real good. So. This one, you've got Martin and Gina. you got Tommy, Cole, and Pam. But we start mm. off with one of my favorite reoccurring characters, Roscoe, who is a, <laughs> a little kid. <laughs> and he shows up at Gina's house at 6 o'clock in the morning, trick-or-treating early to sell people candy at an upcharge. And let me just say that this kid talks shit like kids talk shit. Like, like all his responses are so, like, just kid-accurate. I just thought they did a really good job with that. Um, but li- that's exactly that right there. That that sequence. How can you not find this show funny? I, oh no no! I, maybe you're misunderstanding me. I didn't say it wasn't funny, like at all. Like I don't just sit there with like a sourpuss face. It just out of the three we're watching, that's probably my least favorite of the three. Oh, okay. I I think I laughed the most during Martin, but my I got and I had the the, the night like really nostalgic feelings with Roseanne, and but Married with Children I had the most involvement with like that that episode. I uh, took... Roseanne was actually my favorite uh, of the three episodes we watched. Fair enough. So, does anyone know where they got their copy of Nosferatu from? <laughs> um, they were watching the made-for-TV uh, updated version with sound. Yeah, because it was X-rated, man. Screams and slurps. It sounded like Jackie's uh, date night. Yeah, that's exactly how it sounded like. It was crazy. and uh, So they're all hanging out, having a good time. We find out Cole's scared of Ronald McDonald. Um, and... and they get into this thing about scaring people and how, and Martin's like, I'm not scared of anything except when, <laughs> except when a girl misses her period. Um, Dude, that was when, funny. Yeah. When he said that, I literally, cause I was watching dishes while I was watching the episode the first time I had to stop. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. So there's a comment made though, that women scare easier than men. How do y'all feel about that? Cause I feel like maybe they react more to jump scares but I feel like, like in real life horror, women go through like way more shit than like guys do. So like maybe like in reference to like jump scares, like they get more scared for fictitious scares. How do y'all feel about this? 
Um, like in real life, what's our opinion? Yeah, like I'm asking, like I'm getting real uh, serious right now. I'm asking I'd... you philosophical, philosophical, philosophical. I guess it kind of depends on the situation and what we're talking about. I think, like you said, uh, things like jump scares and whatnot that are made to be scary, they might, you know, they might get scared more, but there's other things. Like I know my wife handles certain things that freak me out way better than I do, but when it comes to like horror movie stuff, I handle that better than she does. Yeah, because like they're they're like excited to have kids, man. Kenneth and I get kidney stones and we cry like little bitches. I'm s i am I feel a pain in my back. I get scared of shit. It's probably about one of the only things. And there's a couple of other things that do, but I think I, I think I agree with Jay. I think it depends on the subject matter. You know, I mean, because there are certain things that obviously are going to scare guys more, and there are certain things that are going to scare women more. Yeah. So, Kenneth, have you ever been scared enough that your bladder dropped? No. Because I don't know what that Is means. That I don't know. But I, I do like when Cole comes up and he goes, women do get scared. That's why they scream like little girls. And I'm like, really? What else are they <laughs> going to fucking scream like, you idiot? But he's meant to be an idiot. So they mess with... Uh, they mess with Martin and tell him old man Ackerman got killed in this apartment. And he's like, well, they didn't tell me when I moved in, which legally they do have to tell you, which was a big yeah. flaw in this plan. Um, but this is also like the first of many things that kind of sets up the prank. And one of the things I like about it, about this prank is there are certain things that happen like this that have an air realistic to it that you can kind of tell that they're, they're trying to push a prank. So they tell him Ackerman died here, and uh, Maureen just starts calling everybody a punk, and I think we should go back to calling people punks. Like, Kenneth says something stupid, like, Kenneth, you a punk. <laughs> I was saying. So uh, then we have a jump over to Martin at his work. Stan's dressed like a pimp. This scene really doesn't matter. Um, then we go back to the house party, and they're telling ghost stories, and Martin has the best ghost story, in my opinion. Because he, make, he, he makes a joke about it being in November, Bush got reelected. And it was and that made me laugh. And then I was like... That was funny. And that was that like... That was funny. I agree with that. I want to show up in a time machine and be like, his son got eight years, boys. <laughs> um, and then we get the, the ghost story about the uh, people, uh, the preacher asking everyone if they've seen a ghost, if they've touched a ghost. If they've kissed a ghost, and the, there's one guy that's like, raises his hand, and the preacher goes, you've kissed a ghost? And he's like, a ghost? Oh, I thought you said a goat. Clickety-clackety! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the witch sucks. Uh, so. Oh my god, I almost let something just fly right out of my mouth, and I don't think it'd be great on the podcast. Oh, that's hilarious. So... <laughs> The uh, So they continue to tell ghost story. Gina starts telling hers, and there's a funny line about banjos here where she goes, screaming like the banshee, and Martin goes, what's a banshee? And uh, it's explained to him, but then Cole says, no, it, it's an old banjo. Who would be afraid of banjos? Well, Have you ever seen the movie Deliverance? I'm from Alabama. I'm I'm from Alabama, and as soon as I hear banjo music, my butt gets tight. It should because fucking Burt Reynolds is coming for you. For real, 
Uh, and he's old. So <laughs> they decide to do a seance to try to uh, get in touch with Mr. Ackerman. And uh, let me just point out that the fact that if she can say these words right, why can't Ash? Ash fucked up three words. This bitch is over here with like four, five, six words. And she didn't mess them up. They didn't mess it up repeating after him, but Ash can't get the words right. I'm just saying. Gina looked good in that little devil costume. Yeah, but what was she speaking? Mexican? Fuck, I don't know. I thought that, joke, I thought that joke was funny. So, Gina does look hot as the devil, though. Gina's hot. She's yeah, okay. I've always I've always thought Gina was hot. Um, so they're they're doing it and they start spelling out Ackerman. And here's another thing I want to point out: Tommy points out that they misspelled his name, which I thought was really good because it's almost like Tommy like saying this isn't real, but it helps make the prank later on be kind of seem more realistic because it's almost like Tommy is not part of it. Um, right. And Martin's like, the man's in hell, not in college. And then a vase yeah. is, a vase is yeah, sort of broken. Funny. So from here on, we get like full, full going on. And if the voices in Roseanne were like amazing, the sound effects in this episode were just on point. Um, I loved it. I just loved all the classic, like generic horror sounds in this episode. I don't know if that did anything for y'all, but it, it made me erect. The vase um, going across the sure. room though is the only one that I didn't understand. That that's the I was gonna that's that's in my notes. I was gonna mention that one doesn't make any sense when you get to the end of the episode and right. realize that it was all set up with special effects, quote unquote, because it floated. It wasn't just flung out of nowhere. Yeah, everything else could be done the way that they they made it out like it was to be done, but that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess y'all have a point. I just assumed that it was, you know, lifted up by a string and then then whipped by the string. But I, I don't know. Y'all have a point. That doesn't really sound like it would work. Um, it would be very, it would be extremely difficult to do in that environment. You know, the, if you were actually filming a, uh, a movie or something like that, having it lift up with a string or whatever. But in the interest of how this is supposed to go, it wouldn't work. Okay, fair enough. So, now Martin's actually starting to get scared with all the weird shit happening. Uh, lights, uh, the, the doors lock, the phone's off, uh, the lights go out, everyone disappears, or lights go out, and, and uh, someone confuses an ass for dip. Uh, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, lights uh, don't come back on, but they light candles, and... Uh, Tommy's possessed, and he he's got his tongue going like the scary movie Two Exorcist scene. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like that tongue move that he was doing, he had to get popular with the ladies after this episode. <laughs> it was actually kind of irritating to me. Uh, I, it was a bit a bit much. I will say it was a little overdone. Um, so. Anyway, uh, my mom say Shaka Khan. My mom say uh, that was uh, that was Martin reading from the book. In case you didn't know, uh, trying they're trying to get him to dispel it, and then they get these big knockings, uh, and then uh, Cole gets in a fight with a ghost. Now, guys, if you got in a fist fight with a ghost, y'all think y'all would win? I definitely would win. 
I've mastered the spirit wave technique, and it allows me to fight apparitions. Okay, Kenneth, how about you? I'd probably end up like that kid in Freddy 4. I don't, I don't, don't, I don't make that reference because Jerry doesn't like those movies. I was and actually, he's never watched them. I've watched all the Freddy movies, and I was actually going to say... Shut up. I, sorry, my, my shitty movie block is on. What happens in that movie? <laughs> uh, I hate you. I'm reading a comic for the rest of this podcast. I thought I honestly I think I would lose. Like unless I'm about to fight Casper the Friendly Ghost, I'm losing. I'm gonna get my ass kicked by a ghost. Um so uh the lights go out and everyone disappears but Tommy and Martin's like trying to get out, he can't get out, he's freaking out and he's like, you know what, I'm a man. I'm a man and I'm gonna fight this and he goes, and the monster in the closet actually comes alive this time. Uh, you know, don't fight a crackhead, guys. Don't don't try to fight a crackhead, because they be on that stuff. Don't do it. You can't um, win. You can't. It is impossible. So, it's like trying to catch one. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, so they finally revealed to him that it is a prank, and that they got him, and he fucking kicks them all out. Uh, but Sean rigged up all these special effects. Why is he working at a radio station and not in Hollywood? I mean, he rigged because up all these special effects. he's constantly high. Okay, well, I mean, so am I, and I still do this podcast. Well, exactly. This is like radio. You're not rigging... Oh, rigging explosives that people could die on? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to Brandon Lee, you guys. Yeah, that would be terrible. Although then we'd be super popular, so maybe it's worth it. That's true. why we why do we keep talking about us dying on this podcast? I'm willing to take one for the team, just saying. Oh, fuck. I'm willing to take one for anybody at this current moment. <laughs> I, I'm really I'm willing to take Peggy. Um So My Pegahannis. So he kicks them all out. Um and he 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 gets he's getting down and dirty with Gina and well Ackerman's ghost actually shows up and I just want to point out the fact that Ackerman's ghost has two legs and that's bullshit. There is no way he should have two legs. They mentioned earlier he only had one leg. You may be mistaken on that. No, I have it in my notes. Because I could have swore I saw a wooden leg. How do you see a wooden leg? He had fucking pants on. Uh. Can I just say that once you're a ghost, all your appendages return? It's a proven science fact. Really? Yeah. There's this one time I died, and my missing, <laughs> ear, my missing ear was grown back. And then when I was brought back to life, it was there. So. Wait, are you saying yeah. you're Van Gogh? No, 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 no. Uh, I was never that artistic. Oh, we know you're on this I was podcast. Thinking. I was thinking more along the lines of he got touched by Jesus. Oh, maybe he did. Only get... once when I was younger. Oh, so Martin, uh, Martin as a show, uh, it's just funny. It doesn't have, it doesn't, to me, I haven't watched it enough to have as deep a connection as I do with like Roseanne. Like Martin to me is like a, just a pure kind of funny sitcom. How do y'all yeah, feel? It's all right. Yeah, Kenneth, what about you? What do you think? I, I agree. I mean, when it really comes down to it, I mean, I enjoy watching Martin. 
you know, but when it really comes down to it, I'd pick Roseanne over it all day. Me too. It's because y'all fucking white. Just because I can relate more to Roseanne than I can to Martin. All right, so... And the reason being... The reason being is because, you know, that lower middle class kind of deal. And Martin, to me, seemed like he was more of the upper middle class. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's in New York, so... Or I think he's in New York. I can't remember. And then what... And then what Martin does for a living, it kind of puts him more in like that, you know, kind of very, very low part of celebrity status. You know what I'm saying? All right. Fair enough. I get that. So, yeah, uh, like a black Frazier. So right. <laughs> black Frazier. So, Jay, I, I know your fa- your favorite out of these three is going to be Roseanne, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, Kenneth, what, what's your favorite out of these three episodes? Just Roseanne. All right, mine's married with children just because I. I got really into that storyline, and, and yeah, to be different. That deep, deep plot. I thought that one was like notes-wise. I had so much more to talk about. Yeah, he huffed poison and hallucinated his wife. Okay, as a well, hot guy. maybe I relate to that, Jay. <laughs> so, uh, but you don't need to hallucinate to imagine your wife as a hot cop chick. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I do. Uh, okay, so I imagine Jerry's old lady is a hot guy chick with me. Yeah, for real, for rizzle, for razzle dazzle. Uh, so we have a. Uh, uh, we. <laughs> Though that was we've got him so flustered, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh. I gotta edit this part out, Kenneth. Can you fix yourself real quick? You were doing a lot of you were doing a lot of movement, and it was a lot of popping, and now you're sounding really weird, and I can hear you breathing really heavy. Yep. Thank and you, sir. How are we now? Now you're perfect. Oh. So that was the three episodes we did for our 90s Halloween uh, sitcom special in Christmas. I We have no idea if this is going to work, if y'all are going to like it. So let us know on Facebook.com slash KillTheCast. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel you can check out, um, which you can find all that information there. You can hear us on Stitcher, iTunes, and you can also find us at Podbean, which is KillTheCast.Podbean.com. Um, but before we get out of here, we have we're gonna tell you what our next episode is. So in 2017, we have to fix Jay. Jay, <laughs> that's uh, you're gonna have to succeed where every therapist ever has failed. Well, I'm the rape ther- rapist therapist, so let me explain to you how we're gonna fix. Jay has never seen any of the Universal monster movies. I sent him this Blu-ray box set. Kenneth and I got together. We ordered it off Amazon Prime. Sent him the, the box set of the movies. And we're going to make him watch one for the next podcast. And we decided the easiest one for to ease him into this would be Creature from the Black Lagoon. So 2017 is a new year with Jay. We'll be doing Creature from the Black Lagoon. And uh, every like other month or so, every couple of months, we're going we're gonna to make him watch another Universal Horror movie movie from the universal monsters series and 2017 is going to be jay learning to love these movies like kenneth and i love these movies and if he doesn't 
Um, well, I don't really have a punishment, but it'll probably involve a lot of honey um, and uh, reruns uh, of Winnie the badgers. Pooh. Honey badgers. <laughs> honey badgers. Uh, there'll be some kind of punishment that'll involve, like, I'll, I'll glue his, his dick shut and jack him off or something. Oh, oh man. That's like Asian horror right there. Yeah, me so horny. Uh, so, uh, in fact, if you know what movie from the from the original Universal horror movies, we're talking Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, um, Wolfman, Invisible Man, um, Creature Black Lantern, like from those movies, um, which one do you want us to tackle after Creature from the Black Lagoon? Do you want Dracula? You want Frankenstein? You want Wolfman? You want the Invisible Man? You want the, the mummy? mummy? The mummy. La mummy. Uh, let us know, and maybe we'll, that'll be the one we tackle um, in later February or March. Uh, but the next episode is Creature from the Black Lagoon, A New Year with Jay. We start it. So anybody got any parting words? Um, if this movie is not entertaining, I'm going to be very upset at you. Well, I mean, no, also, if it's not... you took one of my favorite movies and we're like, oh, man, the special effects weren't all that great. Can I say the same thing about this? I'm like, man, that rubber suit sure looked fake. As long as you're only comparing it to the 1950s. Uh, I wasn't alive back then. Okay, well, I wasn't I'm alive gonna, in 1984. I'm going to critique its, its uh, lack of CGI. <laughs> Oh my fucking! Uh, <laughs> Kenneth, I'm done with you, Jay. Shut the fuck up. Sit down, <laughs> Kenneth. Do you have any? You. Do you have any parting words? Nope. <laughs> uh, he's out of energy now. He's like, uh, we're done. He's done. All right, everyone. I don't have any. I, my parting words are: uh, I will see you in 2017. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Excellent Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Do it to it. Happy Yule. Happy Yule. Um, uh, And just remember what the Wild Stallions say. Be excellent to each other. We will see you in 2017. Trick or treat your ass up out of here. Let's go.